It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. We're doing a podcast roundtable today. I really like this format of the show because I have three guests today, each of them doing their own thing with the health and wellness world. We have Renice Gillespie. Renice, welcome. Chris, thanks for having me. Absolutely. You're welcome. Erica Hoke. Erica, welcome. Hi, Chris. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And then Gagan Singh. Chris, thanks for inviting me on the blog. Absolutely. You are very welcome. Let's go in reverse order now. Introduce yourself very briefly. Gagan, you were here just a couple weeks ago with your episode. Talk a little bit about your record. I'm a record holder, an author and an entrepreneur. And recently I made one record uh, which stands at 3,101 pull-ups, wherein I did three these pull-ups for 12 hours. And I actually became the first Indian ever in history to do this. And I'm also looking forward to become a mental toughness coach wherein I'll teach individuals on how they can better their performance and maximize the results that they have in any activity that they're doing in their life. Awesome. Very good. Erica, what about you? A quick biography as far as uh, what you do. Yeah. So I'm an infertility coach. I'm the infertile mom of four wild little boys. And after being told that I wasn't a candidate for IVF, I went on to be successful and conceive my four sons through diet and lifestyle changes. So now I'm on a mission to help as many women as I can do the same. I love how you say that. You are the infertile mom of four. That's fantastic. Renice, go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay. Yeah. My name is Renice Gillespie. I'm a midlife mindset coach and... I basically came into this calling, passion, whatever you want to call it, after I was a health coach. And I was a health coach because most health coaches become health coaches because they were sick. And I just got really interested in the, the, the excellence or the study of excellence behind why people do what they want to do and why aren't they able to do what they want to do and helping people to bridge that gap by studying people who are to do the things they want to do and then helping the people who aren't able to just adapt the mindset that allows them to take the actions and um, have the same results. So that word mindset, I think it's such a powerful word because it really is foundational for whatever's at the top of that pyramid, mindset is the bottom of the pyramid. Let's start with you, Erica. You were told you can't have kids yeah. and obviously you were having certain results and you really wanted children. What mindset shift had to happen before you started adopting those diet and those lifestyle changes? We were given less than a 1% chance of conceiving. I had seven different reproductive disease diagnoses. And my last hope was IVF until it wasn't. And so once I was told that we were not a candidate for IVF, I knew that whatever there was to be done, I was going to have to be the one to, to do it, to figure it out, to do the detective work and to ultimately heal myself and listen to my body enough to get to the point of being able to get and hold a pregnancy. 
How hard was that to switch into that mindset? What was your process for switching? Are you able to break it down? Some of it is personality and perseverance and determination. In some ways, my whole life had set me up for that moment. You see it in your own children, your own personality come out. As a small girl, like no was not something that I accepted very easily. So just the fact that I was told no, and I knew that for at least myself, the desire to become a mother was something that came from outside of myself. I knew then, you know, that I would have to pull all my resources and all my knowledge together to find a way to move forward. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Rainis, what about you alluded to some health challenges that you had early on before you became a health coach and then a mindset coach? What shifted in your mindset that got you to the point where you could overcome those? What was that foundation for you? I think when it comes to the point to where what you desire becomes uh, weighted heavier than the obstacles that you have to surmount for that. And the obstacles, the, the thing about that I teach people as a mindset coach is that those obstacles are there in order to give you the opportunity to step into being that next version of yourself. So when you have that vision of something you want, and just like she just talked about, I decided I wanted to have this, this outcome of these children to love in my life. And it's it literally is a, a matter of stepping into that mindset. It's there, it's usually there for you. But the catalyst, I think it has to be weighted heavy enough that you want it bad enough to surmount the obstacles. And for me, it was, I was sick. I didn't want to be on medication. And I was early thirties. I, I just didn't see myself as that. And I saw myself as somebody who was strong and healthy. And that's what has to happen across the board with anybody who wants anything. They have to start seeing themselves in that next version. And literally the, the gap or the bridge between where they're at in that, at the beginning of that and where they're headed, is just a matter of stepping one foot in front of the other, waking up every morning and deciding to be that next version. And life is going to give you a uh, chance after chance to make the choice. <laughs> and when you have that desire in front of you, the choice, and when you don't make the choice, you notice there was an opportunity for me to step up to the plate and I didn't. And it, it, the, at the end of the day, it's all about awareness, uh, that self-awareness and choosing, making those little small choices every day. And before life meets you where you're headed towards and, and it gets a lot easier and easier before you are that, you're being that. Right, whatever right. that version is. Mm -hmm. Start to create that momentum and then it becomes easier and easier to get there. Gagan, what about you? So you achieved an amazing feat, 3,101 pull-ups in 12 hours. Mindset had to play a huge role in that. When you first started training, you couldn't do more than just five pull-ups in a row. So what went through your mind to, to get to that level? Yeah, Chris, as you said, from my very childhood, I was considered a person who was very weak and in, and because of that, I was insecure as well. So when I uh, thought of making this record, I was actually reading a book in 2020, which was Can't Hurt by David Goggins. And I took the inspiration from that book to make this record and started telling people that I'm going to make this record of 12 hours, if not 24 hours for now. But that was the time like I couldn't even do five pull-ups in a row. 
so people told me you can't do it this some of them started laughing at me making uh, fun of me but because at that time the mindset shift had already happened because of reading the book of, of david goggins and i saw that uh, the kind of person that he was not the uh, strong person from the very beginning he was a navy seal but he had to go through a lot of uh, transformation in his mindset and also in his physicality to become that kind of person that he is today so i continue to still continue to persist and by the 10th hour my uh, wrist snapped so what happened was i could actually feel that my wrist would just fall off so that was a very crucial moment because at that moment you have to decide that you need to give up or you have to continue going so that is a pivotal moment that is the moment where you have to stay firm in your purpose like why are you even doing this and that is that is when you have to remind yourself what is the purpose of doing this and if you have that strong purpose if you have that strong mindset at that point then i would say then that is why i was able to go through that and then accomplish it even if somebody tells you that you can't do it then you can use it as fuel and accomplish whatever you want to accomplish so you were almost you put it as a mindset almost like you were setting the bar you were setting the example that if i can do this then anybody can do this because i came from here five pull ups and i did this many in 12 hours i want to pull out a few other things that you guys just said one i agree with david goggins is amazing his mindset is very tough the guy you, you would never think that guy was overweight just how hard he works rainies you mentioned you just decided the the decision and then what you desire becomes bigger than your obstacles erica you mentioned perseverance that your whole life this was interesting your whole life set you up for that moment and that you just didn't accept no gagan what you mentioned that your mindset by the time people started teasing you your mindset shift had already happened and i think that's very important and they mentioned with your goals you want to be very careful who you mention your goals to if you are not stable yourself in where you are and where you want to go don't tell somebody who's going to make fun of you about your goals because they're just going to come back at you and you're not stable yet to be able to defend yourself or whatever you need to do some people you need to not tell them your goals until after you've already achieved them because that's the only way they'll actually believe that they'll happen so i want to give you guys a chance to wrap up and give your motivational speech to let's say a college graduation and give you guys a minute or so to give your talk on how you think people can get the most out of their lives the thread that ties all three of these stories together that you have on your panel today is focus and with each story if you notice and we could probably all um think about something that we've accomplished and realize that moment when we had that laser focus that you have to have you have to have laser focus in order to bridge that gap and i think that is what sets apart people who do accomplish what they desire and what they have in their in their mind and those who don't a lot of the people i work with our whole job is to help them choose a, a mindset or a thought and completely obsess over it focus on it and that does guard you against the people and all of the outside junk <laughs> that's going to try to uh, stop you getting away but My big thing is I want to encourage everybody uh, if you have that vision go ahead and uh, validate that for yourself but understand that it's something that you have to completely focus on through every part of your day through as you're being a mother a friend a an employee an employer whatever it is through your day you have to be focused on that vision of and being in that vision of that whatever that is you're looking to uh, create in your life at all moments it's all about focus and practice 
And sometimes like he, he said he started a year ago. Oh my God, to me, that seems like a blink of an eye. And so you will be surprised at how fast your body and the world will catch up to your vision when you have laser focus just that way. Definitely focus, obsess over it, make that your number one goal. So I would just say that you should, first of all, believe in what you're doing. You should know the uh, like real purpose behind what you're doing. Uh, it should not be shallow. Uh, sometimes people like to do some things because of some external valid, because of some external validation or because of the judgment of other people. So I think it's, it should be very clear focus. Like, why are you doing what you are doing? And then secondly, like Renis uh, mentioned that you should be, you know, completely obsessed about it. it should be the only thing that you think about. Like whenever, when I was up attempting the pull up record and because if I started to go into the perception of other people about what they thought about me, then maybe perhaps I would not have made this record. But because I was completely obsessed about it, even though I did not have the strength in the very beginning, but still I was able to do it because I, I was obsessed about it. Yeah. Erica, what about you? Uh, bring us home. Yep. So I would say that taking um, responsibility for your, for your overall health and wellness including your own mental health during your infertility journey is key. So many of my clients look uh, to the medical community to fix them. And while they can be helpers, no one has been in your body for your whole life. You've been in your body for your whole life. So you, you need to take responsibility for that. And I think that's where people give a lot of their power away where they don't want to, they make a lot of assumptions in the healthcare um, field and in reproductive medicine that tests have been done, that, that certain things that I teach in my courses don't affect your fertility. And for some people, it doesn't. For some people, their fertility is not affected by coffee or alcohol or any of these things. And then there are other people that have more sensitive systems. So what I would say is if you are going through infertility and if you, if that is your goal is to have a family of your own is to take full responsibility for your, your health in every aspect and don't discount that anything can be a factor for you. It might be a factor for somebody else. It might not. And the thing that I always tell people is just because a doctor tells you that they can't help you doesn't mean that you can't get pregnant. What I would add for my quick motivational is have a combination of goals that are effort related and outcome related. If you're a hundred percent outcome related, then even if you do your absolute very best and you do as much as you possibly can, yet there's some sequence of events in the outside that just don't go your way, or there's only one spot and you're trying to get that one spot and there's 10,000 people who are trying for that one spot, obviously 9,999 people are not going to get that one spot. So if you put all your eggs in that basket, then that is a failure in your eyes. But if you say, you know what, that's my goal. And I'm also going to take into account my effort along the way, different learning experiences that I produced inside that I can direct toward my next goal. So to balance the two of those as well is very important. So I really appreciate my three guests today. I want to give you guys a chance to tell people how to get in touch with you. Erica, how do people get in touch with you if they want to learn a little bit more? Sure. They can uh, reach out to me at ericahope.com or I'm also on Instagram as the infertile at the infertile mama four. And Rainice, what about you? How do people get in touch with you? I'm at uh, renice-gillespie.com and I'm going to spell that R-A-N-I-S-E-G-I-L-E-S-P-I-E.com. 
Perfect. And Gagan, what about you? How do people learn more about you and your pull-up challenge that you're doing again in December, right? Yeah, it's in December and you can learn more about me on LinkedIn. Perfect. Again, I'm Chris Janke, joined today with Gagan Singh, Erica Hoke, and Rainice Gillespie. Thank you so much for joining me today on Health in the Real World. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to balance.com to learn more.